When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo, after a Cubs win on the road starting the series with a 7-4 win over the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, we will have a lot of stuff for you. We'll break down Ian Happ's big game, Patrick Wisdom's big game. We will play a game called Happ or Him. We'll explain later. Uh, we'll look into some other things we'll have a little fun with, and we'll look at tomorrow's game coming up on Tuesday as well. The chat has already started up. Uh, Pat Hunt saying, games like this give me a lot of hope for the future. Young core, Davis, Morrell, Hernandez, PCA, Killian, Val. Listen, I, I don't disagree with any of that, but let's, let's enjoy the win, Cody. Like I say, you know, I don't think there's a ton coming this season, but enjoy them when you get them. Yeah, like uh, like I say, you know, it's just nice to win one. Kevin Malone, Cody Del Mendo. Like that, it's just <laughs> nice to win one, folks. Like you take them when you get them. And again, it's kind of like what I said in pregame. What Pat's saying, like when you win, you can you see like what what there is for the Cubs' future. Chris Morrell, he doesn't look like someone who's just going to be a guy. I'm not saying he's going to be an All Star. I'm not going to say he's you know going to you know, lead the Cubs and homers uh, for the next 10 years. But he does look like someone who could be part of a winning team. Of the next great Cubs team? He could, he's played third, he's played shortstop, he's played second, he's played center field. Like, this is, and he's he's playing well at, at every single one of those positions. And he's hitting the ball hard. Like, sure, if he does what he did tonight in a loss, like, yeah, we can look at that and be like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Like, he looks like a good player, but... He did that and helped the Cubs win tonight. Like, that's why, to me, it's like, it's still kind of important, to me at least, to win games. Like, because then you really can see some of these guys being part of, you know, when the Cubs really are ready to compete again. Again, it's the Reds. I know. Don't don't feed me that. I know. <laughs> I know. You don't have to. Just let me enjoy it. Yeah, it's just well, nice I, to well, win enjoy one. this one. It's just nice to win one. Okay? But... That's kind of like what my point is, though, is just when you when you win games and you see young players like Morrell, then like you you start to think like, hey, this guy could be something with this team going forward. Imagine him and Nico Horner somewhere on on that infield for the rest like this summer, like that that's going to take a lot of momentum into the offseason if they if he plays anywhere close to how he's been playing, you know, for the rest of the season if he stays up. With Nico coming back and playing like he was, like there's 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 optimism there. But maybe Madrigal comes back too, and Morell has really shown how versatile he is. What was his stat? First player since 1906 to start four different positions in his first five major league starts from Marquee. Yep. Like yep. that flexibility is what piques your interest right out of the gate. Then you see the energy and the way he's playing on the field, and you say, okay, let's see more of this. I mean, at the very least, it's okay to see. 
say, let's see more of this guy moving forward. Exactly. There's no need to send him back down to AAA right away. No, not mine. And I'd rather see him doing this now than in September. Like, I get a better evaluation of who he might be as a player if he does it this month as opposed to at the end of September. At the end of September, and then you have the whole offseason. You have no idea what. It's kind of like what we said with Frank Schwindel. Like, I mean, obviously different players, different ages and stuff, but Frank had two great months, and, you know, we'd like, we just didn't have an idea if he could really carry it over into the season, and he didn't. I mean, he had a couple better games lately, but obviously he got sent down to AAA for a reason last – sent down for a reason. <laughs> Sat in a uh, little seat in the airport. Um, but just um, – Respect it. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, like I agree. It's like having morale up now and seeing – giving him extended playing time, if, that, if that's indeed what happens, and then seeing, you know, when he does go through that eventual adjustment period – when the league adjusts to him, how he does, how he bounces back from that. And then, like we were talking about earlier, Cody, during the game, it's like if Morrell gets sent back down because he, you know, struggles at some point in the next few weeks, he's 22. Like, he's right. gonna, yeah. he was in double A. Like, they really only called him up because they needed someone that could fill in a lot of positions. Um, Obviously, he had a good week, a good first week in the majors. If he gets sent down because they see some things and they say, hey, you know, we, we think you'd be better off working on this stuff in the minor leagues where you can get every day at bats and all this stuff. Sure. Then that you know maybe that's the best course of action. But right now, like Luke said, it's just like seeing him at this level, succeeding, and then, and then kind of seeing where he goes from here. Um, you know that, that's that's a very good case scenario, I guess. I, I mean, that's, yeah, promising. Yeah, it's promising. Again, it's just we talk about exploring and and all of that, and you see a guy like Morel come up here, and yeah, he's playing in Double A, and you, sure he doesn't have all the hype that someone like Brennan Davis or Caleb Killian has, but He's come up and opened some eyes. Like I'm talking, I'm starting off the show talking about a guy who went one for three with a, and his one base hit was a ground ball up the middle when <laughs> Ian Happ and Patrick Wisdom went deep tonight. Like I'm two looking week, at two I, weeks ago, we never said his name. Right. Like I'm looking at the big picture. I really am looking at the big picture. But Oof. like it's at the same time, turn a new leaf. <laughs> at the same time, though, like I just like to point point that out that you know there are. There are pieces here, and I, I just get so I get so fed up with everyone who's like, "There's there's nothing here right now." It's like there's things here. So, uh, yeah, no, it's again, it's just nice to win one. Hopefully, you know they carry the momentum in tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, and then you know the box score one for three, you know with a strikeout or one for four. I, mean, I don't know if this box score is actually, but I know he had three hard hit balls. You pointed it out, Cody. You put it on Twitter. Yeah. Three, one, his first uh, fly out in the third inning, 95.1 mile per hour exit velocity. His line out in the second, or the fourth, 100.5 mile per hour exit velocity. And then obviously the base hit, 111.7 miles per hour. Like yeah. I, that was a shot up the middle. But we, we, we know he has a bat. We saw him in his first at bat. We've seen it just in scouting reports in the minors. Like, the guy can hit, just can he do it consistently? You'd like to see that moving forward, obviously. I saw Pat Hunt in the. Chat says, just don't turn into Junior Lake. I think he's here to stay. Please, for all that is good, don't turn into Junior Lake. That's and fair. again, like I said in the pregame show, I'm not going to tell you how to cub. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and root for him. I will say it is a small sample size. I'm yeah, excited. Sure. Of course. For I'm sure. excited by what I see. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a week in the majors. Like, yeah, we get it. That He could do this all season, and it still wouldn't necessarily be a check mark for Yes, because guys do well for a season and yeah. then don't have. I mean, we saw with Saya, he you know he got April Rookie of the Month, and then May has been kind of a struggle for him. It's been tough for him at the plate, and you know not through all fault of his own. Like sometimes he's getting, you know, his his non chase 
plate approach sometimes gets him penalized because you sometimes get those borderline calls or calls that are just outside the plate that he doesn't chase, which is a good plate approach. But then he gets called, you know, called strike. You saw that on Sunday. I think he had another one today that might have yeah. been might have been around there. But yeah. um, but but again, like you've seen with again Masaya, he had a great first month. Second month has been more you know more rough than than we kind of expected after that first month. And then you kind of got to see if if Christopher Morrell can do the, if the same thing happens to him and how he responds to that too. But like Saya, you see Morrell, and when you say he's only twenty two years old. One of the things I really like after a week is he doesn't look overwhelmed at all at the major league level. No. He, he didn't come up at 22, and he wasn't just, like, shocked by everything he sees. He, he's clearly playing with confidence. You know, like I said, he'll, he'll err on the side of going too far with a throw or something, potentially, but I don't ever see him being too cautious. So I, I like what I see. It's early, and it's someone to watch and enjoy I mean, we've been, talking, right now. we've been talking about the bat, but I felt like his defense really yeah. was yeah. great tonight. Yep, that's it. You, like, I, obviously, Simmons is, is, is an elite glove at short, but with Morrell's offense to go with the what he showed at short tonight, I mean, that's exactly what the Cubs have missed since Nico went out. Not saying, obviously, with the small sample size, you can't say that Morrell should just stick in here and, and take over that role, but... Like, it, it does leave you thinking, like, maybe this guy should stick around as long as he's at least being giving you solid at-bats. Even in the outs uh, that he's making, like tonight, like you said, the, the exit velocity. He's making hard outs. He's had good at-bats from what I've seen. He's not striking out on, like, three or four pitches. Like, it's it's quality. And that, yeah. That's all you can ask for for someone just coming straight up from double-A. So, yeah. Again, there's just a lot there that's uh, exciting, and and the versatility defensively really is the the main thing that is really impressive. Because it's not like he's only playing well at, at at third or center; he's playing well defensively yeah. at all four of those positions. You just don't see that out of a lot of guys. Yeah, and what did you say? Look, he's like not backing down for the moment, or like, no, I forgot how you phrased it. He's not like, overwhelmed by it. Like, you can uh, tell yeah. he's like yeah. it's not too much for him. Yeah. Well, that brings me to a quote. You know, we talked to Wilson on uh, Saturday, kind of brought him up a little bit. Uh, we talked about, like, you know, what have you seen? Like, what's the key kind of been to Morrell's early success right now? Wilson said he's not afraid. He has no fear. That's what he shows. He has confidence in himself. He's been doing it in double A. And now that he's here, I haven't seen a change yet. So, right. like, I mean, again, this guy's 22 years old, made a huge jump from double A to majors. He had no idea he was going to get called up. Probably thought maybe he'd get the call to triple A, not, yeah. not, you know, the big leagues. But, um, yeah, and, and then he's just come in here. He's, he's put him, uh, you know, good played appearances together. He's, you know, getting the bat on the ball, playing great defense, playing all over the field, and, you know, not looking uncomfortable out there. So, you know, it's, it's again, like you said, small sample size has been a week, but just the the week that we've gotten from him is very promising. And then I'm going to keep saying it, you got to see it going forward. But, you know, that's that's where we're at right now. Is, you know, at, at least in the first week, he's been doing really well. I mean, he's 22. Yeah. He could go down to the minors for multiple years and come back yep. and still work on stuff. So plenty even of time. If, even if it, if tomorrow, starting tomorrow, he failed, like you wouldn't rule this guy out based on what you saw early on right. in his major league career. Um, I saw, I believe it was uh, David Snyder had some good comments, and that is our next topic. He was talking about where are the guys that wanted wisdom <laughs> gone and traded, and where are they now? And he's on pace <laughs> to hit 30 homers. You don't get rid of that. But he said, here's the exact quote. Where are those who are clamoring that the Cubs need to get rid of wisdom now? 
And then later on, he said a wisdom on track for 30 homers, more than 30 homers. You don't trade that bat. The Cubs only have three home run bats on the team. That is true. They don't have power. He does provide something that other guys on the team don't. He by far has the most power on the team. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I mean, that's unquestionable. I mean, there's a reason he has what, nine, ten home runs now. I think yeah. in the season, like ten. He, now, David, yeah. we want to give credit where credit is due, and it's mostly Cody. <laughs> uh, you know, since Cody uh, pulled the Amber Heard on Wisdom Pooped last on week, uh, frankly, I was on that both. Actually, we didn't. We were very realistic. All we said last week was Patrick Wisdom is striking out way too much for not producing enough home runs, and that was true. <laughs> but now he's hitting the home runs, and so that makes yeah. a difference. When he wasn't hitting home runs and was looking bad at the plate and then plus striking out, that's when you can't have that bat consistently doing that. Now, Here's, here's some of Patrick Wisdom's stats in those last four games now. Since, oh, since we dumped since on Thursday, him. so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Okay, so four games. He has uh, 15, or he's got, okay, no, he's got was it 15 at-bats, something like that. Uh, four home runs. Five runs, uh, four or five RBIs. I didn't do. I didn't do that calculation. He has an eleven thirty three slugging percentage, um, and then that's all I got because my quick math. But Cody, you did something. You you yeah. unlocked something in Patrick Wisdom. It's an apparently. old Seinfeld episode. <laughs> it's the opposite of George. When I shit on him last Thursday, he had struck out two or more times yes. in four of his last five games. That included consecutive three strikeout games at Arizona. And then if you add in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, if you add in the eight games in total before the Arizona series, he had struck out one, two, three, four, three times in four out of five games. And now in, he in has, some big opportunity spots yes, too. Yes, yes. And now he's at and five I, strikeouts. I went games. on a rant about Patrick Wisdom when he, he struck out in that I think it was the eighth inning on Thursday when the he had a chance to give the Cubs the lead, uh, and I think he struck out on a pitch that was literally nowhere near the strike zone. So since then, since last Thursday, <laughs> since your good luck speech, he uh, <laughs> he struck out one two. And then I think he struck out tonight. So, or no, three, two, three, I think four times in the last, what, now five games or four what games? What was it? I think he struck out. Five strikeouts. Is it five strikeouts? Oh, the last four games, yes. Last, okay, five strikeouts the last five games. I can handle a that's strikeout better. game. <laughs> that's yeah. better. Like, that's literally all I'm asking for is like, I'm not saying he can't strike out. He's definitely going to strike out. Everyone strikes out. But like, you can't strike out three times every single game. Like, he kind of had been. And the other problem was he was – people were leaving hangers over the plate yes. and he was watching him yes. or he was following him back and was like, oh, man, he's like – the ones that he should be pounding, right. he's missing. Now, tonight's home run, again, great sign. Just like when Schwindel started to kind of break out of his opposite field, drilled it opposite field. So that's a good sign. Oh, it was a three-run home run, by the way. So he has six RBIs. Six. Right. Six, yeah. RBIs. six RBIs in the last four games. Here's where this, I was stunned right before we came on. I looked at this. You know where he is? He's tied for second in the National League in home runs after this. Oh, wow. Really? He's one off the National League lead. Kron from the Rockies, 11. You know who he's tied with? Mookie Betts, Pete Alonzo, Christian Walker, and Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> wow. 10 home so, runs, all those guys. Yeah. And, you know, so he has that. more home runs than Nolan Arenado? 
Yes. Mm. And Albert Pujols. Mm. Wow. And Yadi Molina. Mm. Wow. <laughs> did I just go there? It sounds like he did. <laughs> but again, again, a week ago, he wasn't even in that conversation. But he's on this hot streak. Now, I would like to see him be a little more consistent. For sure. But anybody would take this hot streak. Yeah. And then my only complaint about his home run tonight is that, again, David Ross didn't give us the opportunity for back-to-back to back-to-back to back-to-back, three days in a row. They had done back-to-back two days in a row, and he separated Wisdom and Schwindel in the lineup. You should go talk to him about that. I mean, that should, should be a discussion, right? Like, wh- why wouldn't you give us that, you know, why wouldn't you give us that carrot? <laughs> Try to go for three straight? Yeah, why wouldn't you give us three? And I think it was the first day it was Schwindel Wisdom, and then it was Wisdom Schwindel, right? He flipped him in the lineup. Yeah. They didn't yeah, even yeah. do it in the same order. Yeah. And it that, was, it was, what do we call it? Schwisdom. Schwisdom. And it then Wisdell. it was Wendell. Wisdell, right? Wisdell. 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 Yeah, I think so. I guess that's what we can call it. Today it was just wisdom. <laughs> wisdom. And I mean, again, it's all thanks to Cody. Yeah. Listen, if I have to yell about players who are not producing the way that they're supposed to be f- producing, then I'll do it. <laughs> like, I will sit here. If I have to will the Chicago Cubs to victories, if I have to will these players to play good, I will do it. I will do whatever it takes for W's. I don't care if it is a exploring season or not. Okay? You can explore and win at the same time. Yeah. So whoever I need to yell about next, let me know, and I'll yell about them. I want to know if you think, if this this probably you could do this on points, but I would think, I want to know if you think right now, the way it stands, I don't even know the number for the other guy, will Wisdom have more home runs than Chris Bryant this year. Playing right. in Colorado, but banged up. Right now, it seems like it. When he was yeah. playing, he, he had... Steven, do you have a lot of home runs for KB? I can Zero. Zero. Oh, wow. Really? And, it's and a pretty good Colorado? lead. Ten's yeah. a pretty good lead. He's, been, he's yeah. been hurt the last... That's true. Yeah, he's he been got hurt he's for a while. Obviously, for a while. he's a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> and he's playing good third base. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah Mind how a week changes our perspective on things. Not even, like, four days. That still doesn't mean that, like, like I still would rather have Chris Bryant. Like, I'm sorry. I would. Agreed. You give me a healthy Chris Bryant for 162 games, I want that. I'm sorry. That's not biased. That's, like, that everyone would would rather want that. Like, let's not get it twisted. Yeah, what does John say? Similar OPS plus than Anthony Rendon, and he's making, not making $40 (laughs) Again, go, all small sample sizes, but all yeah. of these things are true. Yeah, it's true. Listen, we were just shit. I was just shitting on him four days ago. All right. So again, if we Cody, get more, if Amber we, hurting. If we, <laughs> if we get some consistency, like Luke said, just like honestly, if his his strikeout rate gets below gets below thirty five percent, you take that with the thirty five bombs. And that's 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 all you can ask for. That's honestly like what Javi Baez was doing for the Cubs last year. No, the best part about the game, as far as a hitter, I think it was it was after Wisdom's home run when he was he was talking about all his stuff and he's like, and he brought his strikeout rate down to forty percent. And we're like, <laughs> brought it down. It yeah. was at forty one. Yeah. Hey, all you know right. what? If it, if it consistently goes down like that, then you got an argument. You, but it's got to consistently go yeah, down. Exactly. Like that. If the guy strikes out below thirty five percent of the time. Then you can I then I really th- can think that maybe he has a place on this team. 
I don't know how long we want to wait to see if he can do that, but that that's my opinion because if he can hit 30, 35 bombs and strike out less than 35% of the time, there's a lot of guys who are doing that who are successful right. making significantly less money. Yeah, that's why we said beginning of the season when he had the first slump, we said it's too soon to cancel the experiment because they have nobody that offers what he offers, which is good defense, great power. So if he can cut down the strikeouts, which does, again, seem very unlikely because of his track record, he's had a long time to get to where he's at in the minors and yeah. cut down those strikeouts. So is it unlikely that he will cut down those strikeouts? Yes. Yes. I think so. But I don't want to kill your buzz right now. If, I'm you not know, even asking for a lot. I'm asking for 35%. He's at 40 I just, you know, and, like, and you and you mentioned, like, just kind of, hey, maybe he could be a part of the future. It's just like, it's tough to want to say, hey, this 30-year-old slugger is part of the future, right? He's 30 years old, and, and I mean, you, you're asking a 30-year-old to change how he's done it for the last, I mean, maybe 20, 25 years since he started playing baseball. I have no idea when, but you're asking him to change his own approach. It's like, if he was Christopher Morell and you have time, you can send him down to the minors, you can do all this stuff with him, that's different. Yeah. Patrick Wisdom's 30, like, it's, it's kind of running out of time like he, if, if, if he is going to change and bring like, become less of a strikeout hitter or any of that stuff that has to happen like now and i guess it happened the last four games but like <laughs> yeah. that has to happen now and like stay like that and just like luke said track record just what we've seen in the last year since he got called up doesn't look like that's a that's realistic but a good story obviously especially the, like last year when he came up you know beat chris bryant's home rookie home run record like great story it's just it's going to be tough for him to put himself in a position to be, you know, the third baseman of the future since he's 30. Right. The next great Cubs team, it's going to be unlikely that he's their starting third baseman. I, I would agree. Now, let's also say that if he were to, even if the strikeouts continue to be there, let's say he cuts it to what Cody wants, 35%. But he hits 35 bombs this year. You might get at least a trade... I wouldn't have said this a week ago, but now looking at it and knowing he's second in the National League in home runs, somebody might give you something for a guy that in the postseason could hit them a couple home runs, yeah. especially off the bench. And a guy that's not bad defensively. You wouldn't have to pull him from the game necessarily because of his defense. You could put him in and leave him in there and feel comfortable with him at I mean, third base and maybe another position. Yeah, I mean, listen. If, they want, if someone wants Patrick Wisdom, if he's playing well and someone wants him, like. See what I, you get for him. Yeah. Like, see what you get for I, him. Yeah, He's CHGO the, White Sox, if you want to trade <laughs> Crochet for Patrick Wisdom. You want to send us Andrew Vaughn? Steven? It's going to happen, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm always throwing that out there. If someone yeah. actually Crochet's wants a little to banged do up. it, if someone actually wants to do it, you definitely, you definitely <laughs> at least listen to the offer. Can we talk, can we talk uh, who you got? Yeah, you want to go right to who you let's got? Go, let's, let's do go it. Who you got? Uh, so, Cody gets this win. But I will say I still believe it was closer than what you might initially think. And why is that? Mm. Now, I think you certainly get the win because your guy had a home run, four and ribbies, double. and a yep. double. Yep. And a Drew walk? Smiley, we thought, was going to have an opportunity for this to slide it's in. close, man. And, close. and potentially get it. But then he gives up a so bomb. Close. So three two. earned runs, five two and two-thirds. It was close. <laughs> it was this close, man. He got five and two-thirds. I thought... I thought it was locked down. Even no, no. when he gave up that first home run, I thought right. it was locked down. Well, Smiley then, finishes yeah. last because Saya had two walks, two runs scored, and a double. That's not a bad day. 
That's not bad. He's been talking about hitting that ball off the wall the whole time. That was his. That was his. <laughs> ar- that was his <laughs> argument for the win he, until he half. Damaged that, that chain link fence. The There's wall. a chain he link hit fence. Hit that thing 110 yeah. miles per hour. That was his argument until half hit that home run. And there was like, no, you did not win. How many? How many ballparks was that a home run in? Did we look that up? Oh, what did what did Dong say? No, what did Dong never came, never brought that up. So I don't because they knew it would have gone out in all except for Cincinnati. Except for Cincinnati. This Anyways, we we'll, give, we'll give you that, Cody. Yeah, so Cody. now it's now it's two two two, right? Two two two. I think I think Cody's a clear winner. I I don't know what the actual score is though. I feel like we just well, we I'm have, in second place for we this. Definitely. Finish. No, I mean like we've just neglected. We've we have not track. kept up with the score. We'll, we'll call it I two just, two two. Let's just, let's just call it zero two, zero zero right now and start no, over. No, we don't want to start over. What's, what's oh. the difference? Two two two. What's the difference? Two two. two. Because we're weird. We're only showing matter. six games. It's a terrible stat. Yeah, like, out of <laughs> 41 now. <laughs> I feel like we're halfway through the season. We've done it for six games. Come on now. we got to start making the picks even when we're not doing a podcast. Yeah, yes. I know. Like, yeah. We have to just put it on record and at least. Yep. All right. Maybe so even tweet something out. Who you got? I'll, Cody won this one, but I'm just going to say Saya was not a bad pick. No. Smiley wasn't a terrible pick until that home run, which – yeah. Was just a rocket ship. I really do love firing off the, what did you love about, or what was your favorite part of the, whatever the score is, part or lead right, or whatever. Right, yeah. Because the, the, reply, the replies are just incredible. It's either people in their sarcasm or people ready to, you know, run and go, go play in traffic. Like, it's just really fun stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, I was. We haven't sorry, even talked was, about Ian Happ. Can yeah. we talk about Ian Happ? Oh, I mean, I well, guess we kind of have. That's that's gonna be our. That's our next seminar. I, I oh, okay. tease that we will do Happ or him. He was, you know, he was awesome. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. great. Happ, Happ was great. And you know who else was really good? Actually, the bullpen again. The, the bullpen, bullpen has bounced back from their one bad game of the year. Yep. And Smiley went five and a third, five and two thirds, two thirds, man. And then Almost the bullpen there. goes Almost three, and a, three and a third with one run. Close to six. Yep. Like again. F. Ross came back, bounced back. Martin gave up the one run. Yep, to Aquino. Cubs Robertson legend. comes in, closes Cubs it down killer. again. So, um, you know, I, I think F. Ross is a piece of the future moving forward. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. probably no, shouldn't just say that. I, I, I don't say anything. I've decided I'm not going to say any of those guys are 100% yet because it's not even to the All-Star game. But he, he really... He looks really good. Scott Efros looks, I mean, that sinker slider yeah. combo, like it's. He looks like it, something. It's dirty. And he. And like I said, those runs that he got charged on Saturday are some bullshit. Yeah, that, was a, that was an angry. error. That was an error on Vargas. And that's why he got DFA'd the next day. Yeah. <laughs> what about your bets? How did the Cubs won? Did you Cubs win? Cubs money line. They, I had Cubs money line. I had Ian Happ to get two plus total bases. Boom. Got so it. I went 2 0. 2 0. Look at that. Keeping the bank alive. What's the yeah. bank roll up to now? Uh, because you you I haven't checked. You're taking a slide, right? Yeah, it's not been great, Bob. Uh, but uh, <laughs> back, you're back in the game. But yeah, good night to go one and zero or two and zero. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, those bets were made on points bet. If you guys did not know, which I hope you all knew, uh, the best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a fifty dollar more first time deposit. You receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Look, one exactly like the one I'm wearing right now, actually. Nice. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, 
Build the perfect live same-game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now, if you didn't know by yet, or by, by now at least, uh, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. And, you know, like I say every show, if Luke can do it, so literally all of you can do it. So can yep. you. It's really that easy. Uh, signing up with the, fa- the fastest sports book is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Two things. Uh, Jack R. says, Crosstown pod this weekend? Yes. Exactly. Yes, we will be here yeah. all weekend. Yeah, was it... Uh, Pre-game Crosstown Pods, and then... Pre-game will be Crosstown Pods, and then post-game will be just Cubs. Okay. And, and just Sox. And we'll, da- we'll do individual post-game shows. Yeah. And then David mentions uh, he hasn't heard anyone say anything about the new bat Wisdom is using. Yeah, the, no- the, the, big, the knob. big knob. Brendan's been knob. A, talking about that. Yeah, He's Brett. been big on the, the big knob of... Yeah. Wisdom. Patrick. Sammy used to do that. Sammy used mm-hmm. to use one that had a big yeah, knob. Yeah, David, if you if you want if you want to see, go follow Brendan at Brendan underscore Cubs on Twitter. He's been talking about it for the last few days, maybe a week. I, I don't know exactly when it when it you when he started using it again, but Brendan's been talking it up for a while. Well, and should it continue again tomorrow, then we may do an entire segment on the knob of his bat. But whoa, now Robbie's trying to say that the changing of the bat is is what. Made no, 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 Hickory. no, it was Let's, Cody. It, it was Cody. The knob on the bat is a coincidence. It was, <laughs> it was Cody, it was definitely me, and the duty, duty, yeah, that he did, yeah, yeah. right. That's, Sometimes that, you just have to assert what you want, right? And that's what I did, yeah, and that's what we got. That's what we You're got. You're all welcome. Thank you for the support here at CHGO, though. You know, we're doing the post game shows, podcasts. uh, every day, premium written content for members at all chgo.com. Ryan's big. There, so you can see all the stuff. Uh, dope merch for all the teams. The free shirt when you become a member. And the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. Ooh, Brendan, the bat professor, they're saying now. No, he's the pitch doctor. He's a yeah. pitch doctor. Oh, he could he's be the both. pitch doctor. He could be both. Yeah, his talk about Keegan Thompson's changeup makes me... Makes my hair stand up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's very romantic in yeah. his oh. pitching dialect. Yeah. Romantic, like the right way to put it. <laughs> we got 66 people in the chat. Love Hell that. yeah, love that. Monday night. This team is what seven games under 500. Yeah, they are. Not and there's 66 nice. people in the chat. You'll well, love to see it. Brendan was right about that too. I said, guys, do you really think they're going to get back to 500? Brendan said, all they have to do is win eight straight. <laughs> That's well, nice. you know First what? Seven more to go. As, as Jack said, a way to get there would be start by sweeping the Reds. Yeah, there you go. Don't underestimate. The Reds. That would be a big mistake. So a good start for that. Uh, you ready for your favorite game, Hap or him? Hap or him. All, All right. right. So, so explain the rules to us. So okay. So Ian Hap's home run was his 14th at Great American Ballpark. Um, play along in, at home in his career. Play along at home if you want. Send in the chat. What we're gonna do is I'm gonna ask both these two. Um, whether I'm gonna give them a, a player, and then they're they're gonna have to answer whether uh, Hap 
has more, Hap has less, or has the same amount of home runs at Great American Ballpark. Not not Cincinnati. Not against at, the Reds, but at yeah, that ballpark. At Great American Ballpark. In any he, uniform. Because he has 14. Any any uniform. So the guy could have played So one Dexter year. Fowler could be oh, yeah. multiple teams. Yeah, Dexter Fowler okay. could be... I could say Dexter Fowler because he played two years for the Cubs, but any home run he ever hit at a Great American Ballpark gotcha. counts. But like his home runs in Colorado don't count. They only count if they were hit in Cincinnati. Yes. Okay. And at Great okay, American Ballpark. I'm, so, I'm clear on the rules. Yeah, so say someone played in the 90s before Great American Ballpark opened Doesn't up. Counts. Does not count. All right? Got it. I'm, when did it open up again? 2003. 2003? Yes. Okay. Uh, Synergy Field. And these the, are, is this for career or is this only with the Cubs? No, no career. This is a career. That's what career. we're trying to say. Like, and at all career. Any, any home run they hit in their yeah. career at that ballpark. As long as okay. they played for the Cubs at some point. So okay, you'll, you'll see a couple names that you're like, huh? All right, who's first? All right. I'll give you a toss-up one. Ian Happ versus Patrick Wisdom. Well, I mean, it's, it's got to be Ian Happ. Ian Happ what, more? more Ian Happ has more than yes. Patrick Wisdom. Yeah, that was actually Patrick Wisdom's first home run at Great American Ballpark. There oh. you go. So, there you one go. For one. starting us off easy. He's All lathering right. us up. All, All right, right. We, got, we, got another, uh, we got another current Cub. Wilson Contreras. Ian Happ versus Wilson Contreras. Mm. Happ. I will go Ian Happ because one of the stats in the game was that he has the highest slugging, per- top five highest slugging percentages ever at that ballpark. Hey, doubles, doubles, doubles build that it up, is, man. It is, but they I'll do. take, I'll go Happ. Yeah, all go right, Happ all right. Correct, it is Ian Happ. Two there for go. two. All right, two for two. Two all right. for two. Here we go. Now we're going to start getting into, into a lot of the, a lot of the sluggers. Ian Happ right. or Kyle Schwarber. See, that's tough because Schwarber hit a lot of bombs at that ballpark. Yeah. And he played a full season and a half. See, but now you're trying to half. steer us. No. Now, I, this is this old beer money trick. You're trying to steer away <laughs> right. from the answer. Right. But I know that it's also <laughs> sometimes done. The former host done. of beer money. I know that that's done, and you're not really doing it. Yes. So I'm going to steering you by not steering Cody, you. I think we go Schwarbs. Yeah, I was going to take Schwarber. Because even though that stat said slugging percentage, Schwarbs didn't hit as many doubles there. He hit a lot of bombs. Yeah. I'll, I think we go Schwarber. What do you think? Yeah, and this includes after he goes to, right. yeah. to Washington. Last year, he could have yeah. hit a ton of them yep. yeah. with the Nationals because yep. he went on that string. And he could have hit some also, with the I've, Phillies. I've, have the Phillies hit, played the Reds yet this well, year? Well, he's got Couldn't 10 homers already this year. Couldn't tell so you if they did, there's a chance that one of them was there. I, I'll go Schwarber. I say we stick with Schwarber. Go Schwarber. Mm. Ah. Sorry, no. Kyle Schwarber mm. only has 11 in his See, career at Great American Ballpark. That was the beer Ballpark. money mislead. All right, all right. Next up on the docket, we have one Anthony Rizzo. Mm. Ian Happ or Anthony Rizzo? I'll take you, Anthony Rizzo. His career's too long. Career's too long? A lot of years. Yeah. I'll take Rizzo. A lot of years. A lot of home runs. Reds have been bad for a lot of those years. Cubs were good most of Rizzo. You know, like, right? You know, yeah. so... Well, even whenever the rebuild was happening, the Reds. I don't good. think I don't. I also don't think Ryan's going to go four in a row. Ian Happ. <laughs> I, I, I I agree. I say we go Rizzo. Let's yeah, go Rizzo. I'm going Rizzo. <clears throat> Correct. Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, Anthony Three Rizzo. Out of four. He has twenty-two in his career. All right. Now, next up, Cody's favorite player, Chris Bryant. Mm. Ian Happ or Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant had he, he he murdered the Reds in sixteen, yeah. murdered them. Like it's surprising that their franchise was still alive after sixteen. I also remember he had a stretch 
whether it was injuries, like I can remember him hitting one and then it being like his first in like three years or something yeah. there. I'm going to take half. Remember I said it's more, less, or the same. There are players on these lists that have the same as Ian Hat. Just putting that out there. Well, so if we pick Chris Bryant, we win because it's the same. No. You're not saying more or less. More or less or the same. Or now you're saying That's or what the I said, same. More or less or the same. I said that earlier. Anyway. I, I, I'll, I I'll let's stick Hap. with Bryant. I, you're I'm, gonna say I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Hap. All right, let's go with Hap. Going to Hap? Yes. There we go. What is that? Four out of five? Something like Man, you owe us a lot five. of beer money at this Chris point. Chris Bryant has 10 in his career. Mm. All right. Oh, it's a good one. Ten? Wow. All right. Okay. Ian Happ or Javier Baez? Same. Bus player. Let's go with same, Cody. What do you think? Yeah, I like same. You like same? I like I same. He played for the Mets, too. Yeah. I don't know if he hit any with the Mets. But he hit but one with the Mets. So. Also, also, you know how much... He, he hated Amir Garrett. You know, mm. he lo- he loved beating the Reds. I'm also tempted to just go Hap again, back to Hap. <laughs> we'll go same. We'll play it same this time. Same. Same. Yeah. It was Ian Hap. It was Ian. It was Ian Hap. Javier Baez has eight at Great American. What are we? Four out of really? six now. Four to wow. six. Four for six. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's sixty-seven. Jack said the same thing that Javi had hit a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did. Uh, eight is a lot, but that's actually less than pretty much everyone I've said. Um, <laughs> all right, now we get into some oldies. Okay. All right, all right. Derek Lee. D. Lee. More or less or the same? I'll go same. I'll go less. So There's got to be yeah. at least one same because he put same in there. How many nah. more of these do we have? I think Hap, I think Hap has Dude, more. I mean, this is only an hour podcast. <laughs> uh, Derek Lee, like. 2005 was like his best season, and then he didn't hit nearly as many home runs after that season. After the so injury. we're gonna go Hap. I'm going Hap. Yeah, D Lee's a long stretch of time though. That is true because he also could have hit him uh, with the Marlins. Ah, true. I say D Lee. D Lee. I'll, I'll stick with Hap. You are you're all both wrong. wrong. It was the same. Both wrong. The same. There's same. our same guy There's right same. there. Yeah. Ah, all right, that was fun. I like that. All right, <laughs> Ian Hap versus Aramis Ramirez. Oh, I'm going to Rom. I'm going Rami, Rami. Yeah, A Ram. That's an easy, easy ding. A Ram had 18. That guy just mashes bombs. All he 18. did was hit. He All was right. a vibe. Here we go. Alfonso Soriano. Mm. Well, I'll take Alfonso Soriano. Take Sori? Yeah. Once again, the guy just murdered baseball. Yeah, because. He, he, he has a longer career. Yeah, I'm going to go Soriano too. No. Ryan was throwing these little curveballs here on you. He's got two of the same in this one out. Two of the same. Yep, they're the same. We've they only missed had, like three. We've been pretty good here. Uh, same. Oh, it was another same. Yeah, it was another uh, same. They both hit 14. Yeah, whatever. How many more? I'm, I'm two just more. I'm never going to guess same. All right. <laughs> Next one up. Jim Edmonds. Oh, he <sighs> played with the Cardinals. With so the they would have played in division for a long time. Yeah, then with the good. Cubs. I don't know if he played. Did he play with anyone after the Cubs? I think he did for like a year. Indians, maybe. I don't think played so. with the Angels beginning of his career, then went to St. Louis. Yeah, I'm gonna Lakers. I'm gonna say Hap. Jim Edmonds hit a lot of home runs, and it was a little close to the juicing period. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take Edmonds as much as I hate. You're gonna it. take Edmonds? Yeah, I'm gonna take. See, Edmonds. I think we're split on this. I I think Hap. Luke's correct. Right, we'll start with Luke. Hap. There you and go. Then, uh, okay. Sorry, Cody. We got one of these for you. Uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah Jim Edmonds hit nine uh, in his career. 
uh, at Great American Ballpark. But he, but also he dove had, for a lot of baseballs that he misplayed early on, probably. All right. He hated Brandon Phillips. And here we go. <laughs> Ian Happ or Sammy Sosa? More or less are the same. Well, most of Sammy's wouldn't have been at that ballpark. That's uh, true. 2003. I'll take, I'll take Happ. So you're only getting 2003-2004. You're only getting two years for Sammy to hit. And it was at the back end of his 14 prime. home runs. I'm, I'm taking Hap. I'm going to say Hap, too. Good job, yeah. yeah. He actually hit 10 home runs. I 10, can't that's 10, ten home runs in those two years. God, yeah. steroids were the best, and, man. And, yeah. <laughs> and then he had <laughs> 16, 16 awesome. at Synergy Field, <laughs> which is the home of the Reds from 1970 oh, to 2002. Gosh. So there you go. What was that? I I lost track of the score. I, you guys. You I guys mean, we were more than seventy percent. Yeah. yeah, we were passing grade in class for sure. Well, we had the I'll two sames. Up. We got the two sames were wrong. Yes. So it was Soriano. One two. You got Bryant wrong. Schwarber wrong. No, we got Schwarber right. No, you didn't. Didn't they? Didn't they say? We said. I said. I said Schwarber. We said yeah. Schwarber. Yeah, Schwarber, Ron, but Schwarber was less. But we split, didn't we? I don't believe so. Okay. So at least four. At least four <laughs> wrong. Anyway, yeah, let's, let's move on. That I mean, I thought we were pretty good. Um, WWE Day, I wanted to bring this up real quick on the podcast. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but WWE Day now coming May 30th to Wrigley Field. The WWE Championship photo op will be there for you. Why don't they call the belt the championship belt? I don't understand it, but apparently they just call it the WWE Championship. Every other thing is called the trophy. The Stanley Cup, the trophy, yada, yada, the belt. It's just, anyways, you get a free fanny pack <laughs> at the ballpark. And I thought to myself. This was like Stucky's full-on get-off-my-lawn Yeah, rant. I've never worn a fanny pack in my life. You know how many fanny packs have been They're giveaways in. in my life? Like koozies and fanny packs. I could, I could send like 30 of them somewhere else. Like, Goodwill, wherever. Like, they're everywhere. But aren't fanny packs supposed to be making a comeback? And they one are, that yeah. looked like a championship belt would look kind of cool. Yeah. I'd take I, one. I don't think I'd ever wear it. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I'm going to wear it. I've been out the game since, I don't know, like the early 2000s. But Sad which, day. Which, uh, which Cubs players or former Cubs players would make the best WWE? Javi Baez. Javi would be good for the flair. Yeah. For the flair, sure. How about now ripped Soriano? <laughs> yeah. He already did the, he already oh, did the you can't rips, see me. Ripped Soriano, but Right? Yes. We saw the yeah. picture of him at the beginning yeah. of the season. was like, what has he been eating and working out with? I could yeah. see I could see Wilson Contreras as a good ref. Wilson good would be good. Wrestler. He'd be a great a, heel. He'd be a Brock Carlos Zambrano in this mix? I was going to say, oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's got to be top yeah. five. Yeah. And my other one? Kyle Farnsworth, who was already oh, yes. Kyle driving some guys. Cubs legend. What about, right? what about Farnsworth? Farnsworth for sure. Zimbrano for sure. I think Jacked Soriano. Jacked, not Cubs player. And and yeah, then do you go? Soriano. You would either go Javi, Javi Contreras, or Player X would be my fifth guy. And I'm not I sure think, who Player I think, X would be. Um, Sean Marshall would be good just for the height, like a like an Undertaker type. Uh, too skinny, too skinny. Undertaker Sean Marshall, player. the pitcher. Yeah, he's no. tall. I mean, yeah, we I mean, just need some height, man. He's tall. Dude, Vince but McMahon loves we the were, tall. Farnsworth big, was tall. That. Yeah, that's true. 
So look at this. I mean, look at that shot of Soriano. Yeah, I get it on there. I mean, he could easily it. lift somebody over their head and just throw them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. D That's Lee's a big dude. D Lee is a tall dude, tall big dude. I I <laughs> Zambrano Zambrano and Farnsworth would be awesome. I could see like what about small guys like Tony Campana would be. No, 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 no. But Javi would be good because he'd be so athletic. He could do like the the flying dive, you know, off the top of the ropes and stuff. No, and you, really you acrobatic need to, stuff. You need to brush up on your wrestling terminology, Luke. What do they call that? Flying dive. I don't know. The Just flying swan. Swanton bomb. The DDP. Diamond uh, Dallas Page. Uh, the diamond cutter. You mean diamond cutter? <laughs> DDP. Um. Michael Barrett, somebody yeah, said. Yeah, said Michael Barrett. Oh, yeah. He also Michael said Vince McMahon hates good. it being called a belt. So there you go. Why? Vince McMahon, he doesn't like them being called wrestlers anymore. He likes them being called WWE superstars. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's, it's this guy. It makes yeah. Vince McMahon's got his thing. Vince McMahon's yeah. got his thing. He's things. got his thing. All right. Uh, we have. Oh, we're, we're minimized. <laughs> hey, where are yeah. we? There we go. There we go. Um, like, hates it, Nick says. He doesn't just despise being called a belt. He says he just hates it. Yeah, which you know, Vincent. Well, like, Sammy, Sammy would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, he could still do it now if Sammy showed up to WWE and dabbed on him like he does in that photo that's on the internet. <laughs> Just but boom. if that was like his first appearance in like ten years, and he showed up on WWE, people would watch that. Hell yeah, yeah. I'd what watch if Mark that. McGuire oh, yeah. and Sammy showed up right Ooh, now? Buddy, it would still draw some. That'd be oh, like yeah. uh, and then Hulk Canseco jumps in there. That'd be like Hulk Hogan and The Rock in like 1999 WrestleMania that was, or whatever. That was 2002. It was. 2000. Did whatever. They just, didn't they just bring gotcha. The Rock back for something? Did he show up to that most recent? Um, I have no idea. I he thought, comes I know back Stone a lot, Cold but. was. Corey's Cold clearly not watching the podcast because like yeah. he lives for this stuff. Like, yeah, he does. Stone, he Cold, Stone Cold was at WrestleMania. He fought yeah. for the first time in like 19 years. Yeah, I don't watch wrestling that very much anymore, but you know I needed to see that one. Um. Anything? I mean, yeah, Corey's, that, Corey's not even no, uh, no, he's a, nowhere in here. Will's Will's at the I think Raw is at the Allstate right now, actually. Right now, tonight, Monday Night Raw. Pretty sure Will's Will's out there. Oh, but he hasn't. I don't know. He hasn't lived here, but actually, I don't know. But do you think he went there? Maybe. Wow, that's crazy. I don't know where Monday Night Raw is. Um, I, listen, I just need one of those belts, those fanny packs. I just know that if you enjoy CHO, <laughs> CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the Points Bet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only do you get two risk-free bets up to two grand, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you get a free CHGO membership. It unlocks all the web content from Ryan, and you get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up available right here in the state of Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now, register your account, start to finish all from your phone, and you're signing up with the fastest sports book. It's easier than ever. So start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, do we want to touch on Bleacher Jeff real quickly? <laughs> I know this has been very important. Sure. sure. Do I need to tell a story? I wonder. I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what the chat has to say about this. Uh, yeah, so if in the chat. What listen happened? Up. Now, what happened so this, exactly? This is my understanding, and this, and I'm someone who honestly didn't really learn about it until like the day after. Can you tell us who Bleacher Jeff is? Bleacher first of all? Jeff. I don't know Bleacher Jeff. Bleacher Jeff is a longtime Bleacher bum. Okay. He sits in left field in like the well, like for that little curved okay spot. Yeah, like recently he caught a home run ball. Oh, and I remember like, somebody saying. And then that, like yeah. Marquee like tweeted tweeted a picture of him or whatever 
um, catching it and like tagged him on Twitter. He, he's a bartender at Nisei Lounge. He's quite popular on Cubs Twitter. Let, I'll just say that. Uh, he's got a following. Yeah. Sure. From and th- again, this is from my understanding. Someone came to the Cubs game on Saturday and purposely sat in his seat. And then I guess he tweeted about it. And it like his tweet led to people arguing back and forth about being like a gatekeeper and like you don't own a seat and all this stuff. But he says apparently that there's like unwritten rules on like for season ticket holders but there are no seats in the bleachers i I know i know i know uh so that was part of the fight i I, it's not i don't even know if it's a fight i just saying because he sits there every game when he runs down and gets that spot he feels some sort of dibs are called for other games that he might not get there in time for. that's the argument I guess he's yes. going Chicago dibs. Well, you know, he needs to put a chair there. <laughs> he needs to put a garbage can or some, you know, a broom or something yeah. with yeah. dibs on it and I, his name. Again, Bleacher I could Jeff. I could be a little off. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure of what the story is, but this is the gist that I've gathered reading my timeline. And like there were like actual people who were like angry, huh? angry because like and it was a lot of out of towners. All right, like I, I have some, I, I have Jack some friends. says I side with Bleacher Jeff. <laughs> I have some friends who come to games like once or twice a year because they live either downstate or in Iowa or Indiana, whatever, and you know they don't go to games like I can every day if I really wanted to. So I kind of get where they're coming from, uh, but I, at the end of the day, for, for me at least, it's just like I'm not really taking a side. I just think that like the whole idea of the entire thing and then, like, Cubs Twitter blowing up about it honestly just kind of sums up the 2022 season and the fact that we stinks <laughs> and and the fact that Cubs Twitter is arguing over dibs in the bleachers. I dibs mean, in the bleachers. There's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason that the Cubs slogan is, it's different here. Like, like I, that's all <laughs> that's I can say, point. man. Yeah, like, like I, it, it is what it is. Like, if I got, I'm really down the middle. Like, I don't blame people for siding with Bleacher Jeff. He, like, again, he is one of the more popular Cubs fans on Twitter. I think on we social need to media. get him on a podcast and ask him yeah. what really went down. Because BKR Sport is saying, is it an actual individual seat though? No, because no. that doesn't exist in the bleachers. No, it he just LOL. Suspenses. How do you know the exact point where the seat is? It's like in that little corner. It's like there, that right? in that left cor- field. It's the well, well curve. Yeah, right? like well. he sits in like that first or second row. I can't exactly remember. And can we yeah, find a picture of Bleacher Jeff? Is that what you're going for, Steve? Because <laughs> I would like to see this. And Mike, here's this is an honest question. This is not ripping Bleacher Jeff. If he has spent the last, uh. 500 games at Wrigley Field in that same spot, maybe he has some sort of argument. I'm not going to say yeah. he doesn't. However, this is an honest question. What if Ronnie Woo walked down there and wanted Ooh. that seat? Woo goes to every game, too. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, again. What if Corey I, Friedman walked down there and wanted that seat? He goes to every game. I, I'm just holder. saying, like, there's a lot of people that I go to I, every game. What what's um I can't think of her name the the gray haired lady that always sat behind the dugout oh um dead I want to say Debbie but it's not no dead. it's I'm not, not. Sure. somebody will, somebody will know her name um but you know what I'm saying like there's there's a lot of people that you will see every what if our guy Crawley wanted to sit in <laughs> Bleacher Jeff's seat and he's like I 
my name's Crawley, and I just started a podcast today, and I want that seat. Oh, what, then yeah, what does Preacher Jeff do? What about the guys from Club 400? No, you what know do what? they say? If it, I deserve that seat. It's, it, like, in that scenario, it's it's an, an unstoppable force versus an immovable object. That's right. That's right. Um, I will wait, ask wait. for YouTube to stream the broadcast so we could see it pan to left field every five seconds so we can get an update on what's Which happening with the seats. Bleacher Jeff in that photo? I think yeah, it was the guy know. on the right. I'm just, I'm also like, when I mean, when glasses? I was, yeah, yeah. I when I was, when I was a kid, you know, going to Cubs games, I, I, I always wanted that seat and there was always someone there. What if I had gotten there first? Bleacher Jeff. Well, probably, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, what if I, what if I was, what if I was sitting there when he got there? Would he have kicked me out? Probably WWE style, throwing you right over the fence. It's just someone that doesn't know the bleacher culture. For context. Dolores, thank you, Robbie. Dolores. Dolores, there you go. go. For for context, the guy who did this, like, did it on purpose. Like, he came with the idea of sitting in Bleacher Jeff's seat or spot, whatever you want to call it. And, like, I think that's what kind of led to, like, the, the drama of... You know who's siding with who? I, nah, again, it's, a lot it, of drama. it's just very, very, very funny. Uh, in my from my perspective, <laughs> I think can, it's hysterical. I sit in left field. I think dibs I, in Chicago is funny. Yeah, but dibs at Wrigley Field for yeah. a bleacher seat that doesn't have an actual seat is amazing. But right. the also thing is, if you call dibs, you have to be you have to, whatever you're calling dibs on has to be visible. So if you're not there. To call dibs on that corner seat, you can't really call dibs. Yeah. That's how that's how I always played. Dibs. My guy, my tie guy, dibs, sits, shotgun, whatever, sits in left field too. And last time I went to Wrigley, my tie guy was like, "Hey, come down. I got I got a spot right for you." So like, there while season ticket holders have this like unwritten rule of like, "Hey, this is my spot." Like they're very welcoming. Like it's very welcoming in the bleachers. I think like this whole thing happened because. Whoever this guy was just went to Wrigley Field with the purpose of I'm taking this motherfucker's seat. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And to me, that like he I, I honestly, I, I kind of, right I kind of, I kind of respect it just a little bit because it's like right. he just doesn't care. Nick but, says Crawley yeah. wouldn't do Jeff dirty like that. It's true. Probably wouldn't. Probably again, not. I'm Probably just saying, not. There's, again, it, there's we, other we people should, that we should, should get Jeff on the seats. show. I would love to just, We're I would love to hear to him Jeff. like just break down the entire thing for us, and then we can just, you know, here's converse. what I would really like. I would like if somehow anybody knows the guy that sat in the seat. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's true. And took it from Bleacher Jeff, and then Bleacher Jeff, and if we could get them screen by screen, oh, and then we'll play Judge Judy. Let's do that. And we'll decide what happens with the right. seat. That's uh, the podcast I would like to see. I love uh, BKR Sports uh, comment. It says, the fact <laughs> this is a conversation point for a losing team right now, fighting for a seat at a game is incredible. That's Again, it's different it's here, different, man. It's different here. <laughs> uh, Cody, Scott Crawford asks, are we getting 40 wisdom bombs this year? Which also, mm. my you know Jordan Bash and MLB.com would call them wisecracks, and I think that's awesome. I like, okay, I like that. Wise I like cracks. that. Uh, 40 bombs. I think it's it's doable. What he hit? He came up in May of last season and hit 32, 26, 20, 28, no, 28, 28, whatever. Yeah. So he's close to 30 coming up in May. Hey, <laughs> why not? Just hit 40. Give us something to talk about in 10 Let's years. It'll be like, hey, remember when Patrick Wisdom hit 40 bombs in 2022? Hey, he's got he's got 10 at the quarter the quarter season mark. So yeah, right. it's possible. Know. You know, it's, the if he hits 40, page, right? does he get Bleacher Jeff seat when he comes back as a non-player someday? <laughs> He should. Maybe. <laughs> Sounds like Sarah, uh, actually Bleacher Sarah Jeff with him. caught one of the wisdom home runs yeah. in the Bleacher Jeff seat in the bleachers. 
Yeah. Did he? <laughs> Uh, he did that's, have, that's he a did true story, the, He did make a great catch. And, like, Ian Happ has, has, like, mentioned him on, like, in interviews and stuff like that. Like, he's very well, well known. Yeah, he's a – I mean, especially being in left field, you know. Right. Like, he's, like – I've I've heard the name. Dude. I don't know who he is, but I've heard the name. It's yeah. kind of like all these other – I personally – Is a bigger name than Crawley? Probably not. I don't know. Well, you didn't. You haven't heard about him before. I didn't know the name Bleacher Jeff until a couple weeks ago, but I'm yeah. not in tune with, like – the crowd is like Cody's out in the bleachers a lot. Like, yeah, I haven't sat in the bleachers yeah. or been in the bleachers, and I'd heard I've I've known of him for decades. a while, but I've never actually met him. Not even though decade, I sit maybe. in left field all the time, uh, I've I've just never had a reason to go up to him and introduce myself. If I guess would, I do now. Another question. This is another question <laughs> for that podcast. But like, if he likes that, well, like he likes that corner seat. If you didn't get that one and somebody had taken it, why not run over to right field and see if it's available there? Because right field sucks. Ah. <laughs> like, duh. Interesting. Right Interesting. Field sucks. Or is that the section is that the section where they have those like little bar tabletops? Right? This is, you're talking about that so even on the, in left yeah. field, right behind that is the section with the well, it's thin like layer yeah. of like plywood. Yeah. That's it's supposed right to be below that, and like if you try to make it like the green monster a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and if you look like where he sits, like is right by where they have like the bullpen yeah. signs and everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I this this story is is Dolores still with us? Unbelievable. That's an honest well, question. Is Dolores still with I, us? I think she is. I think I I, someone tweeted. I, someone tweeted about her the other well. day. Someone tweeted about her the other day. I saw on my timeline I, and didn't say that she had passed. So that's good. That's good. That's, I mean, I we're mean, hoping that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. We should get her on the podcast. She'd be great. I actually yeah. have a not safe for air Dolores story that I'll share with you guys <laughs> after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. That's uh, pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Like that. Uh, real quickly, uh, Marcus Stroman on the mound for game two of this series. Um, I heard. Corey and Brendan sort of waxing poetic a little bit about his last outing, his first one back from COVID. Um, I don't remember thinking it was spectacular, but I think our way of looking at it was, well, you couldn't expect too much. You know, he hadn't pitched since May 1st. You know, it had been more than two weeks since he'd pitched in a major league game, so we didn't think the stamina would be there. But we also said we thought he might be rusty, when in reality he pitched well early and then he gave up the runs. Yeah, so it, was like the first it wasn't time rust. The... Rust was not a thing. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, he had the like two he had two really good starts. He had two good starts before that. I think the first, like one of the whatever, April twenty sixth or whatever day it was, was a quality start, I wanna say. And then he had that one on on that seven inning uh seven innings against the Brewers on the first, which is really so he was building up really well, had this little setback, and then, you know, when we talked to him after his last start, he said, you know, he he felt a lot better than he thought he would. Um, you know, he, he, he was competing in the zone, competing well, like the, the things that he wanted to do. Said he's had long layoffs before and didn't compete very well with his pitches, but that he felt like he was doing that. So maybe, you know, and then we had, what, th- three perfect innings, right, to start off, like three really good innings. His that, first time through the lineup was yeah, great. It was great. We were like, then, oh, he's back. <laughs> yeah, and then so I, so I think, you know, I don't know if it was, I don't know, I don't know if Russ is the right word, but he just, you know, obviously a long layoff that, you're not going to expect him to throw a perfect game or even seven innings would, would have been asking a lot. So maybe he gets that first one out of the way. I know he said it's kind of like, hey, you know, I felt good, and I'm glad I felt good, you know, going in there right away, especially that first inning. Breeze, in th- I think it was 
eight pitches, something like that. I mean, he breezed through it, um, and he said he felt good, uh, and that's kind of all all you could have asked for. I mean, I, I know the, the ending, the box score doesn't look as great, but just him feeling good, feeling like he competed well, even though maybe he got hit or whatever it is, I think that's like kind of the best thing you wanted from that start. And then now going forward, it's kind of getting back to where it looked like he was um, on May first when he, you know, when he uh, beat the when he beat the Brewers. Uh, I think he shut him out, right? Seven shutout innings. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when he beat the Brewers on May first, you want to see now that he's back and he's had that start back to kind of get back into the swing of things. That he's, you know, kind of back to where he where he was at the beginning of the month. It was disappointing that their four starters pitching together for the first time, including Steele as the fourth guy we're only able to win one of those four starts, right? So they're due. They're they're due for that. Um, somebody on the on this here, Robbie says, looking for six good innings. I think that's fair. You'd like to see six out of Stroman and beat a bad Reds team. Like yeah. I want to see him pitch like yeah, well, what they Milwaukee. paid for in this yeah. start. Like I and I think that's fair. I think he he probably will. And and to wrap up the podcast, this is the funniest thing I've seen. BK our sport talking about the bleacher Jeff thing says he's actually in Australia right now, but he'd like to call dibs on a spot in the bleachers. So even from Australia, Cubs fans would like to call dibs in the bleachers. Hey, I just love the fact that we got Cubs fans in Australia. That's That's right. And and then I'm sure you're like, as long as they're in left field and you can call them. Yeah. Go sit in left field. Find me. We'll have a beer together. (laughs) I, I, again, my final two cents on this whole thing Season ticket holders, they do pay more money than the rest of us. A lot and they, more. And they do let them come in beforehand. So the day that that guy took Bleacher Jeff's seat, Bleacher Jeff, I assume, was coming, was arriving late. And that's why this guy got the seat before him. Uh, so he, that guy was honestly just lucky that Bleacher Jeff wasn't in the season ticket holder line right. before, game, before the game. Uh now, so it wouldn't know. have even happened if he just would have been in line early enough. But at, at the same time, <laughs> again, I just the fact that the bleacher bums have this like unwritten rule of the code, like the bleacher code bums, of like this code is my spot, like, this is where I sit. This Should he is, put his name on tape, Jeff, and just put it on <laughs> he that spot? Just the put it on there, yeah. I mean, one thing: if uh, Amber Heard was there, she left her mark that that seat would be hers. Fourteen Perhaps. pitches, by Look the it way. Up. First uh, first inning last time, 14 pitches for Stroman. The second inning is what I was thinking of. I think it was one, two, three, four, five, six. He had a six-pitch second inning last time, and the third third was another three-up, three-down inning. So first time through yeah. the order was very good. Second time is when he gave a couple runs. You kind of hope that he can make it through. T- if he makes it through six, th- six very clean innings, he can get to a seventh maybe. Like That's that's obviously very good and kind of on, on track from where he was on May 1st. Yeah, and if Sorry. everyone wants, to, if everyone's on board for the whole, the Cubs should trade Stroman. Well, you need him to start pitching more like he did in Milwaukee for the Cubs to get any real value back for him. So, there it is. There it is. There it is. Uh, That's me being realistic. I'm done being realistic until tomorrow. Listen, <laughs> until until somebody tells us otherwise, we're calling dibs on these three seats for tomorrow's post yeah. game. I never oh, right sit here. the middle. Dibs. Never. Oh, I haven't even shown off my shoes yet, though. But new, well, that's because you always want to sit in the middle. New yeah. vans. Just saying, I got, I got. Fr- they're fresh. I'm wearing the Oreos today. They're fresh. Yeah. Just wearing shoes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for watching and listening to the CHGO Cubs post game show podcast. Uh, we will be back for game two post game show on Tuesday. 
Hope you'll join us then. Until then, fly the W.